It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. You know, I was thinking today, um, since we're sitting so close to each other while we record this, do you ever worry that your breath is a little stinky? Um, I often worry about that. I mean, I listen, I just went to the dentist uh, last week. Okay. And I got a very good review. In fact, the dentist was um, very disappointed that I'm one of those people that come every three years and still have fantastic oral health. <laughs> is it bad that the best report card you ever got was from your dentist? Yeah, that is definitely true. But you know, one of the things that we talked about that I have never talked to anyone about uh, was I don't often, uh, I've never thought of myself as being someone who had bad breath. Uh, and I don't think I do, but the last couple of years, I started noticing these little uh, things in the back corners of my mouth. I have really big tonsils. Tonsil stones that's, or tonsilliths are yeah, the other term what, for them. That's what the dentist said, tonsil stones. And I mean, I can pull them out. In fact, hold on. You want me to pull one out here? No, no. I'm, please don't pull anything out. Okay. But yeah, there are these big chunks of, I don't know what they're made of, uh, but... I get these big chunks stuck in my tonsils. Yeah. They're made of bacteria. And they smell awful. Oh, they do. They but do. But I can't stop smelling them. Like, I pull them out, and I'm like... <laughs> well, actually, currently, you don't, you don't actually... Your breath doesn't smell that terrible. Oh, thank you. There are times where I've smelled someone's breath, and it felt like my nose hairs were being tortured. Like, have you ever had to give um, CPR to someone or life-saving measures, and, they, and you think... Um, and instead of asking for like the scalpel or the paddles first, you ask for the Listerine. <laughs> well, uh, I have Listerine, not. stat. I've not. I've never actually done CPR when it wasn't like in a hospital setting. So I never had to go straight mouth to mouth. The uh, but bad breath is one of my favorite terms. Like halitosis. How great of a term is that? So uh, you break it, can you break it down? Does it have a, a medical of course. definition? Well, it comes from Latin, like all things medical do. It is, halitus is the Latin word for breath. Okay. And the definition of halitosis is malodor from your breath with intensity beyond a socially acceptable level. Beyond a socially acceptable level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that our mouth is supposed to smell delicious. You know, there are also a term that I like called halitophobia. So people that are scared of bad breath? No, they're not scared of others' bad breath. They're scared that they may actually have bad breath. Okay. I actually think I have a little bit of halitophobia. Mm, you're always scared that you have bad breath? Well, I want to make sure it's okay. So I, I just keep like a, you know, and like, you know, I ask my nurses, hey, 
<laughs> how does my breath smell? And they're like, it's, it's okay, doc. You're okay. <laughs> and I, they don't know what to do with me at times, I think. There's also a term called pseudohalitosis. Okay. And, and is that uh, another Greek, which is, is pseudo-Greek? Yeah, pseudo, um, I actually don't know that, but it means false. It is when someone is certain they have bad breath, but their breath is actually okay. Oh, okay. So it's not just the fear of having, of that I have bad breath, it's I know I have bad breath, but I really don't. Yeah, you're wrong. It's interesting because um, you, know, you talk about, you know, halitus uh, being of Latin origin and, you know, referring to breath. And it's funny because in, in the Bible, the word breath is used a bunch um, and it has several meanings, often not just it's the physical breath itself, but it's also often um, can be referred to or translated as spirit or wind. So, you know, just an interesting fact on how uh, breath, in fact, the first use of breath in the Bible is when God talks about uh, using his breath. He blows breath of life into the nostrils wow. of man, speaking about his, uh, how he infused life into Adam. Wow. Well, you know what? One of the causes of bad breath can be issues with your nostrils. Hmm. You think that had something to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there any chance that Jesus had good breath? I doubt they had dental floss at that point. Yeah, but I don't know that it mattered. I mean, some of the miracles that he performed, I think there would have been mention of his breath at some point in the Gospels. I mean, the breath is maybe one of... Jesus' breath is mentioned in the Bible like a hundred times. Right? Yeah. It's not quite in the way we're thinking about it. The breath of life. Uh, The breath... I I can't imagine... Like, do you think Lazarus had good breath? I honestly... uh, I don't know that I've ever hung out with Lazarus. Did he drink a lot of coffee? Did he have a ton of beers? I mean, that chance there then, maybe he had bad breath. He was like Jesus' best friend. So there's the, the shortest... Oh, oh, Jesus and Lazarus, like Doc and the Deacon. That's right. <laughs> BFFs for life, baby. Uh, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. And it was right after he goes back to the place where Lazarus was, his good friend and, his, and Lazarus' sister's uh, called to Jesus and let him know that Lazarus was dead and uh, Jesus went back. And I've often read much about that specific passage and, and read into it. I can see Jesus there. And when he, he knows he's going to bring Lazarus back to life. Mm. But in that moment, he shares the humanity that was him in the world, that the pain that he felt knowing that he had still lost his friend. So he wept and shared in that, uh, that morning mm-hmm. with Lazarus's family before he brought him back to life. So, but even then, I can't imagine Lazarus had great breath in that moment. Yeah, and the medical theories. It was like smelling salts. Jesus breathed on Lazarus, and all of a sudden he was like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Leave me alone, my man. Right, right. Like, don't bury me yet. I'm here. <laughs> Do you know that they think about 30% of people have bad breath? Okay. Not all the time, but like about 30% of people could have bad breath. Okay. For you, if you're worried about your breath, are you a gum guy, an Altoids guy, or Tic Tacs? So um, I'm more of a Listerine strip guy. Mm. Like the little like 
Things you put on your tongue that yeah. just... Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know people got into that. Yeah, they actually, they work fantastically. When I was a kid, like the orange Tic Tacs, I was definitely not using for my breath because I would get like a pack of them and I would eat them like in a setting. I don't think they do anything for your breath. Absolutely actually. not. I wish they had a spray. Like I remember seeing they used to make sprays. You don't see the sprays as common, but it's almost like, like a poo-pourri for your mouth. Oh yeah, essential oils. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond oh, for your breath. Bed Bath & Beyond for your breath? I feel like that could be its own line. It really could be. So morning breath. Do you know why we have morning breath? I don't know why we have morning breath. Well, so during the night, we have decreased saliva. And so the mouth dries up and so the bacteria increases. And there is a lot of different bacteria that gets involved in bad breath. Bacteroides forciths, Porphyromonas gingivalis, Pevotella intermedia, Fusobacterium leucoleatalum, Treponema denticola, Tanarella forcinthius. We're going to uh, have those uh, listed in the podcast as sources of reference so you can look each one of those up individually. <laughs> you know, uh, because of my uh, halitophobia, yeah. I had like floss everywhere. Right? Like I got floss in my car. I got floss in my office. So like I have lunch and the medical students come back and like I'm returning phone calls and I whip out my floss and they're asking me a question. And I kind of feel bad that I'm flossing in front of someone, but like yeah. I'm in my own office. Shouldn't that be like a safe zone? I think that is. It's like a, it's like personal space. Yeah. I think I, morning breath is an issue. I think I had morning breath the one day, but mine was more like vodka toniconitis. Oh, was yeah. the bacteria that, was, uh, that made me smell bad the next morning. What is it that, that you can have? I don't know if you know the medical term that you can have, like eat a lot of something. Like, for instance, I've eaten pizza a lot one night and then woken up and then my breath, I feel like still smells like pizza the next morning. Is there a medical definition for that? Yeah, it's called you forgot to brush your teeth before you went to bed. Are you supposed to brush your teeth before you go to bed? Yes, and actually, a half an hour, an hour after that is that is when you use the mouthwash, because the the dent uh, the um, toothpaste sometimes cancels out the mouthwash. So you want to brush your teeth, and a few minutes after that is when you want to put the mouthwash in. But so bad breath oftentimes presents itself more often to the dentist than the doctor. And if you have bad breath, the interesting thing is you're supposed to come to the doctor prepared. They want you to not brush your teeth, not eat anything not do your normal things. You're just going to come in and you want to let it fly. Oh, so it's like, uh, it's like when you wake up and your car makes that one noise and you take it to the mechanic and they can't recreate it. And so you got to go back there like five times before they can ever diagnose the problem. So, but in the doctor's office, you're saying go full on recreate. We're going to try to recreate the bad breath as much as possible before you come see me. Yes, if you come okay. in and you got a buzz because you drank like half a bottle of Listerine, yeah. it's not the right answer. We're not there to help you. Causes of bad breath, number one, dental issues. Gingivitis, cavities, you got um, half a chicken tender stuck between two of your molars. Mm. Now, how do you check that? Uh, I thought I had bad breath once and the guy told me to turn my head to the side and cough. Is that, is that, a, is that a, uh, the way that exam goes? That is not unless the medical student is standing to the other side and you're coughing onto the medical student. And that is not how that way goes. Oh, okay. Another reason that people get bad breath is their tongue. Oh. Do you know that I have a hairy tongue? I did not know that. Look. Ooh, that is hairy. Well, I actually have a tongue scraper. Yeah. And I have to scrape my tongue every morning. Because in the tongue, if you have a hairy tongue, 
it'll like hold all these things in there. So when somebody worries they have bad breath, I look and like, you'll sometimes see like a coating on the tongue. Yeah. I mean. You have little like tentacle, like, oct- like, a, like octopus little feely things on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see it. A little bit. I scrape it pretty good. But if I didn't, it would look like my uh, tongue has a mullet. <laughs> Do you want to hear a story about my tongue? <laughs> I don't know how there's any way I could say no at this point. <laughs> when I was a young man, uh, I think I was like four or five, and I was doing something with the neighbors, and somebody told me to stick out my tongue, and I couldn't. And it came that I had the little, I don't know what it's called. I probably should have researched it before that, but I had my piece at the bottom of the tongue went all the way to the end of my tongue and I couldn't stick out my tongue. They had to go in and... It's your frenulum. It means your tongue tied. Yeah, they had to go in and clip it and I ate ice cream for like a week. Wow. I love it. I think that now that I'm your doctor, I would have to shut down that whole ice cream thing. Yes, obviously. I think that may have... Had a lot to do with where I, uh, why I had so many weight issues for many years. <laughs> <laughs> I was tongue tied. Well, I, uh, it is one of those where uh, my wife sometimes tells me, you know, the only reason I love you is because you have a hairy tongue and a hairy chest. <laughs> but honestly, at this point, I'll take whatever reason she gives me. As um, long as it's not uh, that you have bad breath. No, no. But bad breath can come from your tonsils. Like my boy, the deacon over here with his tonsil stones. Yeah. Or if you're getting just recurrent, you know, strep pharyngitis. And it can also come from sinus infections. Okay. So, it, so the, na- the post-nasal drip or, or just the infection itself? Both. Or? Absolutely. Okay. It also can come from gastrointestinal things. You can get this thing called like a diverticulum where like food doesn't go all the way down. It gets like partially stuck. Oh, yeah. Is that how you get diverticulitis? No, that's in your large intestine usually. Okay. But a different spot. But it's basically an outpouch. Now, there's this way that they test it. And it's the whole idea is uh, there's two different ways to test it. One is this thing called organoleptic testing. Okay. Where you basically stand five to ten centimeters in front of a patient and you have them breathe in your face. And then if you don't feel like you're getting enough air, you have them count to 20 and it's really a subjective test to try to get a sense. And like zero is no odor. And the honest truth is not many people actually do this. But these are guidelines that have been set to help with this. And five, uh, they call it unbearably strong odor. Unbearably strong odor. U-S-O. Yeah, yeah. And they also say like if, the, if you can't, there's like a machine that will check for what's called VSCs or volatile sulfur compounds. And it'll measure the amount of sulfide components released in over 100 parts per billion counts as halitosis. Huh. Also, they do, if you have, like me, a hairy tongue, little, they'll take those plastic, uh, you know, like I picture like Wendy's and the spork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll scrape your tongue and then have you smell it. Okay. And have you smell it or have the doctor smell it? Oh, the doctor. Yeah, I'm the oh, doctor still. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've never, I've never actually smelled my own. Have made somebody else smell their own thing? Here, smell this. I have not. I have not. And I've never actually smelled my own tongue scraping. That's one of those scary things whenever somebody says, like, like I don't know what's worse when somebody says, hey, this, this tastes awful. Do you want to taste this? Or, oh, this smells awful. Here. You know what? I smell and taste it. I feel like there's a reason they've wanted me to go that route. And so I'm, I'm, I'm there. I think people need to floss more. Not that ridiculous dance move, but like regular flossing. I just saw on, on, on Kelly and Ryan this morning. You know it's Kelly and Ryan now? I do. Like Regis's 
gone and Michael Strahan's gone and now Ryan Seacrest because he needed another job apparently is on there with Kelly Ripa. We've got like 5% of the country is unemployed and Ryan Seacrest has eight jobs. Yes, he and Michael Strahan. <laughs> and, but apparently they're trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records by having the most people floss at once. Wow. I mean, we really have time for things like that at this point in, the, uh, in America? Apparently. So I, I'm not sure if this is a medical term or not. And you'll have to help me. Have you ever heard the term Zachley breath? I have absolutely not heard the term Zachley breath. No? No? We, yeah, where somebody says, you got Zachley breath. Your breath smells Zachley like your butt. <laughs> I love, no, no, that sounds like something my son would love, though. Yes, but, but is that, I mean, like, where do you think that came from? Is that, I, I've always wondered, is that because, you know, your breath can smell like your butt? Or is that just like a, like something somebody said as a dig? Uh, I think that was something somebody said as a dig. Like when somebody said, I think that your, um, your butt and your mouth need a Mentos. Yeah. That was just a dig. I don't know if it was the same bacteria that, you know, make your breath smell, that make your poop smell from your gut microbiome or... <laughs> Some are similar, a lot are quite different. Okay. But they're mostly gram-negative bacteria and okay. anaerobic bacteria. All right. So, yeah, to some extent. All right. So that makes sense. I, you know, there's a, the Bible talks a lot about breath. It's, it's not like, um, I think many people think that uh, Sting was quoting the Bible when he wrote his song, you know. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Um, no, or was... Was that, uh, I'll be watching. Oh, that's from Monsters Incorporated, right? <laughs> yeah. Mike Wazowski. Uh, I'll be watching. Roz, she was the bomb. Oh, yeah. Um, I got my eye on you. <laughs> there's a ton of jokes yeah. for Mike Wazowski. But, you know, the Bible talks about breath a lot. I think there's, there's one part, specifically in Isaiah, when he starts off and he's talking uh, to the city of Judah and talking about how evil they were and, and how much wickedness they had. In fact, he's like scolding them and saying, you're such an unfaithful city. In fact, your city has become a whore. Like that's literally used in the Bible and how Isaiah is talking to the city. He compares them to Sodom and Gomorrah and talks about their their ultimate demise and, and, and you know, how they are, are approaching their demise. He talks about the day of the Lord and the day the Lord will come and the land will be, is full of horses and that uh, filled with idols and they bow down to the work of their hands. But, you know, they, they need to be humble and bow down to the Lord of hosts and he has a day that's coming. And then at the end, he goes back to the beginning, right? And he says... The beginning of the episode? I mean, it's almost no, over. No, he goes to the beginning of time and he says, stop uh, regarding man in whose nostrils is breath for of what account is he, right? So basically, if you read into it, he's saying without the breath of God, man was just some nostrils that had nothing in it. So why would we do anything on earth to please man when he was just dust? 
hmm. before God created him and then breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. I think it's a really cool way to say it. And it's so interesting to read these parts because I think as a society, even now, right, oftentimes we do things to please others and bad breath can be one of those things, right? That's where we are so fearful of what others might think of yeah. it that we put ourselves in situations or avoid certain situations. Um, even those, you know, we don't have bad breath, but because we talk to so many people on a daily basis, we're always, uh, I think you and I are similar, and we're always aware and conscious of, you know, the potential for that, for halitosis. And so um, I just thought that was an interesting... Coming from a person who's not super religious, basically I think that what this says is we can learn a lot from God, but I think God can learn a lot from us. And God, if somebody asks you if you need a mint, if you want a piece of gum, there's a reason they're asking. <laughs> yeah, if somebody pulls out um, gum and takes a piece for themselves and then just like leaves the pack there <laughs> and keeps moving it over towards you, there's a good chance they're saying, yeah, you could just have a piece. Say no to Satan. Yeah. Say yes to gum. Because maybe they're like, every breath you take. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Well, there's two things you can count on. The doc is in with his hairy tongue, and the deacon speaks with his tonsil stones. And his tongue tied. <laughs> and his tongue tied. I mean, for a dude with, who is tongue tied, you talk incessantly. That's right. Hey, make sure to check out our new song on iTunes called Every Breath You Take. No, that's not really what it is. But make sure you check oh, out this episode. By Puff Daddy? By Puff Daddy <laughs> P. Diddy. Uh, Rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. I do, we just poured some out for you, brother. Make sure you check us out. Follow us on Twitter, at Doc Deacon. Make sure you follow us on iTunes. Subscribe and rate us. This is season two. If you haven't listened to season one, make sure you go back and do that. This is season two. And as always, we're produced by Tucker Butler. Music by Franchise Holler. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.